This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, March 30th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who wants to personally thank Kairos Tonga, of all people, for not another toilet paper shortage. Jaron well, Jordan. Well, maybe you saw the uh, you know issue uh, in the Suez Canal. Um, you know, but we we actually have exclusive an exclusive photo of what happened okay. to free the ship. Um, it, the Ever Given was freed by Kairos Tonga himself. So Kairos became giant man and just just kind of freed it. I don't know why it took a week. I think he was busy at pro day and then he got down there. But uh, congratulations to the ship, and now we can all have uh, you know our toilet paper or whatever else was flowing through there. It was super nice of Ant-Man to share his technology with Kairos. Yeah, and somehow he has his BYU Union still, which is gloves included. <laughs> like, you don't know how dirty that ship is. Where is the best fit for a guy like Kairos Tonga in the National Football League? And speaking of that, where is the best fit for Zach Wilson? We will discuss in today's show lineup. Football insider and NFL film analyst Alex Rollins will join us to offer his opinion on that. Plus, Pro Day already reaping some significant benefits for one former Cougar. Details on that in today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Zach Wilson is the seventh best player on ESPN's Mel Kuyper's big board. Kuyper also has uh, Wilson as the third best quarterback behind uh, Clemson's Trevor Lawrence and Ohio State's Justin Fields. So don't forget about Justin Fields in this conversation, whose pro day is today, by the way, with Mac Jones. Micah Simon cashes in on his pro day performance in Provo as he signs a free agent deal with the Carolina Panthers. Congratulations to Micah. This according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. Simon ran a 4-3-4 40-yard dash in his pro day routine. Showed off his hands. Nice to work out with Zach Wilson. Added exposure. Now he's working out with the Carolina Panthers. Fantastic. Super excited for Micah. Men's hoopster Connor Harding enters the transfer portal. Harding was the starter at the beginning of the season, but ended up uh, coming off the bench later. He averaged 5.4 points a game. That's why Paisley is the star on the women's team, so we'll see if Harding stays local. I have UVU versus the field. Maybe Weber State? Maybe? Or is that too far? Or does he go somewhere else entirely? Who knows? Yeah. Game day for BYU women's volleyball, who come in this week in the latest ABCA poll at number 14. They host Santa Clara today and tomorrow. Both games will tip off, or both matches, I should say, will uh, get underway at 3 Eastern. Last games of the regular season. Selection Sundays coming up later this week. Kennedy Eschenberg earns WCC Defensive Player of the Week honors for a second consecutive week. Men's volleyball number two in the latest ABCA rankings. Cougars have won nine in a row, lost just one set during that span. Cougars host USC Thursday and Friday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV, and the Cougars are honoring several seniors, some of which are back from last year and who are seniors this year. So we'll see who comes back next year. Win it all for the seniors. That'd be nice. Some softball notes. Game against Arizona State. This is disappointing because Arizona State's one of the uh, bigger names on BYU's schedule. It has been canceled. Non-COVID-related health issue. What is that? Was all the wheelers. Will They will still play Baylor on Thursday and a doubleheader on Friday with the Bears. Yeah, but I still want an explanation. Like, what? what is that? Yeah, I, I don't a know. Non-COVID cancellation. What is that? Exactly. I, I, I would love to know. 
Men's outdoor track and field ranked number 12 in the latest uh, rankings. Next meet is at the newly renovated Hayward Field in Eugene at Oregon this Friday. Last fall, no, two falls ago, I was in Eugene going to an Oregon Cal football game and drove by Hayward Field. Holy shnikes. And that was like a year and a half ago. Uh, I can't imagine what it looks like. But it looked, I mean, well, it looked amazing. But now that it's finished, I bet it's like world class, man. Oh, cannot wait for that. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Time for an NFL fit check, specifically to Zach Wilson, who has, since pro day, in large part been discussed as certainly going number one, two, or three, most likely two or three to New York or San Francisco. A few weeks ago, in one of our conversations leading up to Zach's draft day, we asked him, what the best fit in the NFL was for him. Well, here's his opinion. I, one just off the top of my head is the 49ers, just because I'm very familiar with what Kyle Shanahan does and, and the system that they have in place. And I think, uh, you know, I'd fit in well there. Ah, uh, 49ers fans went nuts. They had the 12th pick when he said that. Now they have the third pick just behind the New York Jets. Jerem, what's the best fit for Zach Wilson? Is it San Francisco or is it one spot above that, New York? And what is fit, like where he'll succeed the most? I think it's San Francisco. New York has not been able to win in the last decade. Like with Mark Sanchez, they went to a couple of championship games but didn't get to the Super Bowl. So that's when they had a very, very good defense. Um, I would hope that Zach would go to a place that has a decent offensive line. Do you know who was top 10 last year rated by PFF when the season ended? The San Francisco 49ers. Do you know who was uh, fourth worst? That would be the New York Jets. Uh. Now, the Jets may just go out and get Penny Sewell with two. Who knows? Just left tackle, Darnold for another year or two. If we still suck, we'll draft another quarterback next year. But this is a great quarterback class, and they have the second pick. I'd be shocked if they don't take a quarterback named Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. But um, I think it's the Niners. I also think because Zach knows that we should just trust Zach's opinion there when he says the Niners. And he probably says the Niners because Kyle Shanahan has a system that one John Beck ran when Kyle Shanahan and some of those guys were with the uh, you know, Washington football team when John Beck was there. It's a system that uses two running backs and a fullback. It's a system that uses tight formations. It creates open running lanes, not lots of play-action passes. I, I think it would fit him. I hate it as a Seahawks fan, <laughs> but I love the idea of Zach um, sort of resurrecting that Steve Young BYU fandom with the Niners again, and a team that frankly had a lot of injuries last year and set them back. They didn't make the playoffs, but again, the year before it was in the Super Bowl and was really good. I, I think the Niners are a good quarterback away from being a contender again. And who knows if that's a rookie Zach Wilson in year one? That's quite the statement. Or but, is it Jimmy G and right. him returning to the form that we saw a couple of years ago? Right. And who knows? Maybe they say no. We're taking. Wilson or Fields, and we're going to trade Jimmy G and get a second round or what? I don't, I don't know. I, I do think that Mike – so Kyle Shanahan's been the OC the last couple of years. He finally named someone else as the OC this year. It's, it's Mike McDaniel, the running, uh, running game coordinator. The passing game coordinator from the Niners went to the Jets and Mike uh, LaFleur. So the Jets' offense is going to be Niners-ish anyway. Anyway, so mm-hmm. in terms of system, exactly. not a big deal. I just don't like – I just don't think the Jets are going to be a good spot for, for Zach or almost anyone. They're just it's – not, it's not good culture. It's not a good uh, team right now. But can't a head coach and a passing game salvage some of that 
bad atmosphere. Will Robert Sala, can he alone, being the new head coach in New York, take some of that good mojo from the West Coast now to New York? How much is a head coach worth? The New York Jets are hoping that he is the guy that changes what has been a longstanding poor culture for the better part of a decade. So with Robert Sala there and a passing game coordinator that's well aware of what Kyle Shanahan wants to do, why not bring in Zach Wilson and just see what happens? I, I don't want to entirely ride out the New York Jets because I like Robert Sala. I think that he is a great uh, a home run hire, if you will, for New York. Now, it, it might take a few years, but is the learning curve for Zach Wilson better in New York as the guy right now, or is it better in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan and having a couple of years to kind of transition into the NFL. That, that seems like an easy answer. That to me Niners, feels right? right. Yeah. And there is something to BYU fans being like, oh, Zach Wilson, 49ers, rediscover the magic of Steve Young, Bay Area. Bart the, Oates. Yes, Bar- yes like, there have been so like many. All the Niners, Tom Homo, like all those guys. Yeah. Memorable BYU guys, notable BYU guys that have made their careers in San Francisco. So I know that to BYU fans, and frankly, there are a lot of BYU fans because of Steve Young that are 49ers fans. That has continued on for a long time. So, yeah, it, it feels like that would be the easiest transition, like most comfortable transition. But is that best for Zach Wilson, or is he going to be best suited for trial by fire, where he just gets thrown in, and then the learning curve, it's on with Robert Sala and some of that 49ers methodology? What's the best Seems fit hard. for Zach Wilson? It's clearly the Niners um, to me. Like, it's just he doesn't have to be the guy right away either. Like, if Jimmy G's there and then they're going to you know, part ways, he has a season to figure it out. Now, who's to say that Zach Wilson is immediately the guy in New York? I know that we all think, oh. Right, he might not be. Darnold's out of there if they draft Zach Wilson. He's gone. Or is it Sam Darnold? Well, no, he'll be there this year, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then Zach Wilson is the understudy to Unders- Sam Darnold. Understudy would be way better. I just don't want a David Carr situation. Thrown in, Good quarterback, thrown into the mix, sacked a lot, never really gets a chance. Psyche is damaged, you know, from the the uh, turmoil of that. So, yeah, I, I, it's it's the Niners. But will the Niners even have the chance? I'm not because so much if hung the Jets up. just take Zach at two. It's over. It, it doesn't I'm, matter. I'm not so much hung up on the Jets just stinking as uh, I am on the idea that uh, Zach being with Kyle Shanahan just sounds like the perfect. Match. I know. I hate it. It sounds like so the much perfect as, match. As a Seahawks fan, I I hate it. Granted, if uh, if the you know there was a there was a moment where the Seahawks apparently were reportedly offered uh, the number two pick for Russell Wilson and a bunch of first and seconds and a couple starters, and it was like, oh, are the Seahawks going to be at two and maybe take Zach? But that didn't go down. Obviously, I would love for Russell Wilson to still be there. But there was a moment where I was like, is Zach Wilson going to be a Seahawk? (laughs) This could be fun. Curveball out of the Northwest. Let's go. All right. So, yeah, no, I I think we agree. The 49ers feels like the best fit. But I don't want to entirely shut off the New York Jets. Say, oh, it's terrible. The Jets stink. They'll never be good. I do value Robert Sala as the head coach there. Because of the because of the 49ers tie-ins, I, I I'm kind of intrigued by the idea of right. going They're to like New York. Niners light in a yeah. worse color. <laughs> Topic two. In Mel Kiper's most recent big board released today, as we mentioned, Zach Wilson, the seventh best overall choice, third best quarterback on the big board. Do you have any issues with this projection? Mel Kiper is going to go back and forth between Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. 
Who knows? Maybe Justin Fields one up Zach Wilson today in his pro day and has the off-season pro day throw of the year. It's going to be hard to beat, though. It is going to be hard to Maybe beat. Three and a half million views on Twitter. No, I don't, I don't have any major issues with this. Look, if Zach is the third best quarterback and the Jets decide to take Justin Fields at number two, then he ends up in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. Seventh best overall player? Yeah, sure. Devontae Smith was the best Dude. player in all of college football. Kyle Pitts. Look, look at is, three receivers in the top five. Like, Kyle Pitts is the guy that I really am interested to see how high he'll go because Kuiper has him at number two overall as a tight end. That's incredible. The fact that the the first tackle is at eight is re- like re- normally you have a tackle at like in two tackles in the top five, right? Or three. Um, but you have you have uh, Penny Sewell at eight. By the way, so Zach Wilson, Penny Sewell, Utah connections, two dudes in the top ten. How about that? Penny Sewell from Southern Utah. That's pretty stinky. How about that? Two Utah guys. That's wild, dude. Top ten prospects in the approaching NFL draft. And, and it's a great quarterback draft. It just is. It's also there. It's always a good receiver draft. There's always a lot of guys. But like. That's impressive. I've like I've obviously the Zach connection to the NFL. We're actually like engaged in the NFL draft this year at a higher level for the first time in a long time. But it's going to be really fun, man. And we're like, you know, less than four weeks away. We're three and a half weeks away. Oh man. Does anybody have an issue with Zach Wilson being rated below the Heisman Trophy winner? Like, no, no, it's not. That's not the issue. Best to, available. To me, it's, to me, it's Field versus Wilson. Exactly. That's the conversation. That's, that's the conversation. Is it Justin Fields yeah. or is it Zach Wilson? But I don't they're care. They're right by each other. So I don't who care. cares if Zach Wilson is number six and Justin Fields is number seven? Doesn't matter. It feels like they're going to go two and three. And the big board is different than the draft. Correct. Right. Team needs factor Col- into this. Colin Cowherd makes this funny analogy that I absolutely love. He says, "So your wife sends you to the store to get milk, but you buy a shovel." Because, hey, they were on sale. Uh, I got a good deal on it. So, And your wife's like, wait, what? I sent you to get milk. So when you go into the draft, if you need a quarterback, but oh my gosh, maybe you're at sitting at eight, and yes, one of the good quarterbacks left, but like this one dude that was a left tackle or a crazy good receiver like Jalen Waddle or something sitting there, do you take that instead? So it's, it's need versus like talent just sitting there that's always interesting oh, to see. Oh, we can't pass up this incredible deal. Right, what happens? Like and then and then I always think too, oh, yeah, I saved money on this. Well, I wasn't going to spend money on that. So I actually just added that. <laughs> so that's flawed logic, but it's going to be fun to see Zach Wilson there. Now, is there any chance that Zach Wilson gets Aaron Rodgers where he just flows down to the mid to late first round? No. I, I think there's no, no. way. I think there's no way. There are too many quarterback needs in the top eight. We asked Todd McShay. I wanted to know what's the lowest Zach Wilson could possibly fall to in the first round. And he said, I want to say number two. But maybe Carolina at number eight? Like that to me feels like the absolute lowest Zach Wilson could drop to. That'd be gnarly. But why would the 49ers pass up on him after they traded up to the third pick knowing and admitting as much that they want a quarterback. And they said, we feel good about both guys that will probably be there. He's going to go top three. If he doesn't, then there's clearly something that happened in a three-week span that freaked them out about Zach Wilson. Yes, and no one's questioning whether Trevor Lawrence should be one. He should be. Like He's going to go number one. He, he will go number one. It's going to be really interesting. And uh, 
Yeah, Zach Wilson, man. And the, the, this is like the most exciting thing that's happened since Jimmer and BYU Sports. I feel like the Jets fun. and the 49ers are engaged to the idea of Zach Wilson and or Justin Fields. Uh, but maybe they get cold feet over the next three weeks. I don't know. Maybe there's something. But the engagement is on. And it feels like the marriage is going to happen more than likely, it, barring a cold feet scenario. And then a divorce after a couple years. <laughs> It's very common in the NFL. Yes, it is. Especially with quarterbacks. The impatience level is really high. Like, yeah, they they have to win now. These teams have to win now. I had a funny thought. Three years. Can you imagine Jimmy Garoppolo and Zach Wilson as quarterbacks together in San Francisco? Like, the GQ connection, right? (laughs) Good luck to women in the San Francisco Bay Area. Hey, they had the eligible bachelor's team up for a long time. <laughs> yes, they did. Another reason it fits, time. right? Our question of the day. Which is the better fit for Zach Wilson in the National Football League, New York or San Francisco? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Sean Nielsen in on Twitter. Niners by a country mile. Yeah. Overall healthier organizational structure and only a year removed from a Super Bowl appearance, the offensive firepower comparison skews heavily to San Francisco. Not to mention Fred Warner's already there. Kind of fun. There's, a, there's an immediate BYU and, connection. And that's like a fun tie-in, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. He also says, who wouldn't want Zach? But San Francisco would allow him to be both an amazing rookie and also a struggling rookie. Yeah, and I'd get to see him twice a year play the Seahawks. That'd be great. But would he play in the first year? Actually play? See yes. a snap? Yes. You think he will? If you take him second, you're going to play him at some point. Or third, for that matter? Or third. Okay. Yeah. Dallin Hickson on Twitter. Well, New York's offensive coordinator comes from the Shanahan system, so he should fit in nicely either way. But San Francisco clearly has the better team and is just a better all-around situation for a newly drafted quarterback. Quarterbacks don't last long in a Jets uniform, sadly. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> because they sink and they all get fired or cut or traded or But could whatever. Zach yeah. do to the Jets what Baker Mayfield is helping the Browns do? If you put some significant talent around him, some good receivers, like could they become like, hey, they're eight and eight? Or and they're a couple of ways from the yeah. a couple of years away from the playoffs. Yeah, it takes a couple of years, but maybe. But I think maybe. We're, we're just being nice to the Jets, right? Are we? We actually think this is gonna work in with New York. <laughs> Zach hey, Sting, man. I'm hoping he goes to the Niners. Okay, coming up, can Justin Fields and Mac Jones create as much buzz as Zach Wilson did on their program? Plus, NFL film analyst Alex Rollins breaks down why Zach Wilson is such an appealing option for the Jets and 49ers. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Week, Kennedy Eschenberg and 14th-ranked BYU Women's Volleyball host Santa Clara today. 3 Eastern on the BYU TV app, a little afternoon volley. BYU can lock up a conference title, a couple of home wins. Not that that's a new thing. Joining us, uh, excuse me, welcome back to Studio B. This is your BYU Sports Play-By-Play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Now joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is NFL film analyst and a guy who knows the game oh so well, Alex Rollins. Alex, oh, rocking the Mets hat. Okay. He's getting ready for Thursday. Now, are you, pro- are you projecting something there by wearing the Mets hat that Zach Wilson's going to go to the New York Jets, Alex? 
Hey, I won't confirm or deny that the, the Jets have paid me to wear this hat, so we'll just leave it at that, guys. What did you learn from Zach Wilson's pro day that you maybe didn't already know about him? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't put too much in the pro days. I think I'm looking more for a floor rather than a ceiling. You know, you just want to make sure the guy gets out there and looks good and whatnot. But, uh, you know, that main highlight that we all saw where he's rolling to his left and he just unleashes that, you know, 40 to 50 to 60-yard bomb like we see so much on film. You know, so it's not a surprise in that in that area. But, I, I mean, just an unbelievable talent that we already know. And that NFL teams, of course, already know. But, you know, I, I can't really stress enough how ridiculous it is to just completely disassociate the top half from the lower half. You know, none of the momentum he has from his lower base while he's throwing all the way back across his body. I mean, you know, I, I think uh, I think the, the teams in the top five uh, got pretty excited with that one. Now, you, you produced a, a video on YouTube where you break down Zach at length. I thought it was great. Will you give BYU uh, fans uh, that are watching this and listening to this a taste of the deep evaluation you did of Zach Wilson? Yeah, so, you know, I use the, uh, the coach's film, the All-22, and I think that really gives us a, a better angle and a better view of what to look, like, what to look for with a prospect, uh, you know, how they're reading things, how they're reading the safeties, how they're reading the coverages, and, you know, what you see with Zach, I, I mean, it's really incredible. You know, his, his plus arm strength just jumps off the film. Uh, his accuracy is incredible. Um, in, in my breakdown, I really talked about how he attacks nap defenders and what that is is non-aggressive players on defense. So the moment Zach sees a defender with their back turned, he is just gunning it down the field no matter what. And he, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk a bit in, you know, it's kind of the scheme fit and where he's, looking at these top three and whatnot, but, uh, you know, in these play-action heavy schemes, if you can really, if you add an element of somebody, you know, let's say he goes to the Jets and he has a Denzel Mims, if he can hit those jump balls as well and really get some of those going and get some more aggressive downfield stuff going, as like in addition to the, the, the scheme that the Jets already have, it's going to be incredible. And it really unlocks a lot of the potential in their offense. So, uh, some really exciting stuff if you're if you're drafting Zach Wilson. NFL film analyst Alex Rollins with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's attack that angle and the idea of Zach Wilson going to the New York Jets because after Jeremy and I just discussed, we think the best fit on paper and just logically feels like it's with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, but I don't want to entirely write off the Jets. So why do you think Zach Wilson could potentially work in New York, and what are the weapons around him if he indeed does end up in New York? Yeah, what I think is so interesting about this draft is really the teams two, three, and four, the Jets, 49ers, and Falcons, all really have the same system at this point. You know, the Jets, you know, very 49ers-based with the new regime, 49ers, of course, and then the Falcons with Arthur Smith are all really kind of running the the wide zone play-action boot offense And what really jumps out to me is that that's what BYU ran this year. You know, they exploded in terms of play action. They've been, they ran it at one of the highest rates in the country. And, you know, that is when you can see those things on film already in college, it's really easy to say, okay, this is what this guy can do in this scheme because we're we're already watching him do it. And the fact that Zach Wilson exploded in this offense, this was his big year. And it was because they really, leaned into this style of offense is what makes him so enticing. So in terms of the jets, you know, I, I 
think it'll be a little more of a transition for them just because, you know, they haven't really necessarily been drafting the personnel for this system, whereas the Niners have been for, you know, the five or six years of the Fal- that the that Shanahan's been there and Lynch has been there and whatnot. Um, so actually, even before the trade, I really liked him in the Shanahan offense because Shanahan's just been building that system for so long. But, you know, the, the thing about this offense is – you know, even if it's not Shanahan, it's going to create a lot of open throws. So, you know, when you play action boot to the left and then come back to the right, you know, oftentimes there will be somebody sliding into that flat to the right who is wide open. And there are those yards after catches, uh, yards after catch opportunities. But where somebody with Zach Wilson's talent can really stretch those things is he can hit the deep post. He can hit, you know, the, the post wheel to the sideline. He can really extend the the defense and stretch it deep and and horizontally to where you really have to defend every part of it whereas you know I'm not going to say that that Jimmy G isn't capable of running this offense but you know there are some question marks there in terms of the 49ers and you you see him he is comfortable hitting those easier throws but he's not always pushing the envelope and there are times where he's not going to attack the nap defender the non-aggressive guy and so so Wilson really builds on what these offenses can do, which is already a lot, but he can take it to the next level and he can really attack what Shanahan or LaFleur in New York is really providing and really stretching to to new limits, honestly, is what makes him so exciting. Alex, in your video as well, you talk about some of the things Zach uh, struggles with a little bit or needs to improve. Uh, one of those was a little bit of footwork. Um, Talk about where you think uh, maybe some of the flaws are that that he'll need to work on as he uh, gets into the NFL. Yeah, so you know, one thing with BYU, uh, the you know, with the play action boot scheme that we're talking about, that creates a lot of you know, there's a lot of space for the quarterback to run. So you don't really necessarily see him in NFL or you know, quality pockets a lot, and that plays to Wilson's strengths, of course, because he is so good at throwing on the run, but. You know, I, I I broke down the Niners extensively last year, so I was really week by week focusing on them up until the Super Bowl. And what really comes back to bite these offenses, and it happened with Jared Goff in the Super Bowl against the Patriots a couple years back too, if they're down or they just, you know, third and long, they need to execute these drop-back, more NFL-style schemes. And I think that's kind of where we see Zach's not, not struggle, but he just needs a lot of work in that area. So, you know, there are a lot of plays where you'll he his footwork isn't necessarily lined up with where the receiver is running. So, you know, let's say on quick game, a three step drop has to line up, you know, you you have quicker routes, right? So that's going to be a slant, that's going to be, you know, a quick hitch or something like that. And then five step, it's intermediate and seven step, it's a deep ball. So, we don't necessarily see Zach his footwork doesn't necessarily look like it's it's detailed to the point where it's really matching up with those routes and that he's comfortable repeating that again and again and again. Now I do think that's something there are things where you worry more. So when you see in college that need to be improved in the NFL, and that's something I don't think I'd be worried so much about. It's something he needs to work on a lot, but you know, that's why we have NFL coaching. Um, so certainly that uh, there are some issues of his ability to see over the middle of the field, so there are several examples, you know, one of the, we saw more so when we was running the play action stuff at BYU, 
it was kind of more the boot stuff outside, whereas Shanahan also has an element that I didn't see BYU run too often. So it's not that Wilson didn't do this. They just didn't run it too often, where it's a, it's a quick, right when you play action fake, you whip your head around, and there's a quick post. They call it a drift route that's breaking right behind the linebackers who are sucked up from play action. And Zach, sometimes on the other play action type schemes, he didn't really, he kind of, he kind of missed some reads over the middle. So that that's definitely something that I'd like to see cleaned up and just, just executed more of. And that would really help unlock even more of these Jets, 49ers, Falcon schemes that we'd see at the next level. Alex Rollins, NFL film analyst on BYU Sports Nation. Let's take that idea a step further. True or false, Alex? Zach Wilson is ready to play in the NFL right now. Um, yeah, I mean, based on what I said, you know, I, 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 you know, talked about in my episode, I, I think he does have the highest ceiling of these quarterbacks in this class, but right now, you know, without these footwork fixes or, you know, improvements, uh, I don't know if right now, I, I think with the right coaching staff in, you know, if he goes through training camp and he is improving and working hard, I do think he could play the first week. And I would imagine if he got drafted with the Jets, which is very likely, in my opinion, um, that he will be starting week one. So uh, I, I think he needs a, a lot of improvement, but I think it definitely could happen. All right, Alex. Uh, obviously, you spent a lot of time breaking down film, not just with Zach Wilson, but of uh, a lot of NFL guys. Where can BYU fans and football fans in general find more of your work? Yeah, so if you go YouTube, Alex Rollins NFL, um, that's where all my breakdowns are. Been doing this for about two years, and I have all the the major quarterbacks scouted and on my on my channel right now. So if you want to check out, uh, kind of compare these guys, then um, all my work's right there. So great stuff, Alex. We appreciate the insight, man. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. You got it, Alex Rollins on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Yeah, great breakdown of Zach. And also, because I don't think we can just talk about all the good, but ignore like, okay, where does he need to work on? So that was good to hear like, okay, certain certain routes, certain over the middle of the field. That was a very specific critique. Yes, yes. That's why we got him on. By the way, uh, Justin Fields just ran his 40. You want to guess? It was 40? I'm going to guess 4-4-9. Four four four. Four four four. Dude, he's fast, man. Maybe the Jets are gonna take him. And, and it depends, you know. Are, are you in love with uh, the athleticism plus the quarterback, or because Zach is athletic? But nowadays, it's like you just need to run to get a first down. You don't need to run to run. Zach's between. Unless you're Zach's like a low four five forty guy. That's what know? I would guess he'd be. You yeah. know, I mean, talking with him, he. That's kind of what he's like. I'd probably run like a four five four, four five five, something like that, which isn't exactly slow. I mean, yeah. Come on now, like four five. Dax Miller well, a four five two or four Patrick, five four. What's Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers forties? I don't know. I don't care. It's okay. They're athletic enough. It's okay. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that uh, Steve Young, our guy, said that Zach Wilson is playing football like Patrick Mahomes does in the NFL right now too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's talking about throwing angles and platform and all that, right? Yes. Okay, coming up, is Connor Harding transferring a big deal? And is not announcing a quarterback depth chart for BYU football. A smart move by the coaching staff. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. 
Gabby Garcia Fernandez in second ranked BYU men's volleyball on a roll right now. Have won nine in a row. Cougs host USC Thursday, 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it on a Tuesday. Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Maybe Visible Supply Chain could have got the, uh, you know, the what was it, the Evergreen or whatever the out ship? of the Suez yes. Canal? Shipping problems. Kalani Stocky told BYU he said there's not a pecking order yet for the BYU quarterbacks. Do you think there should be? No, I've never been in favor of establishing a pecking order this early because I want all of the quarterbacks to feel like they have a legitimate shot to start or be the backup, depending on where projected. Would it be the fourth string? Just want them to have the idea that, hey, I can go work hard this summer. I can work really hard. I can get in the grind. I can do this and come to fall camp ready to go. I think this is a good move to not put any projections in an official capacity from a coaching staff. It's a good way of preventing a transfer. Sure. Because if, if you're like the fourth dude, you're like, hey, maybe I'm out of here. So, no, I, I think it's smart. I think they actually do have a pecking order, but don't need to reveal I'm sure that. they do. But, they, yeah, like you said, they don't have to reveal that. Yeah. Let all the guys work hard, you know. Let them believe. Yeah, like, like Dennis Pitta still thinks he has a chance to, like, co-host the show regularly. <sighs> but we don't tell him he doesn't. <laughs> well, you just... <laughs> Today is Justin Fields' Ohio State Pro Day and Mac Jones at Alabama in his second Pro Day. Jerem, what do Fields and Jones need to do at their workouts to match the buzz Zach Wilson created other than run a 4-4-4-40 in the case of Justin Fields? Have a throw that gets 3.6 million views on Twitter from the NFL, maybe? That's it? (laughs) Yeah. The NFL social media accounts certainly lauded Zach Wilson's throw, didn't they? And then when even when guys like Johnny Manziel's like, oh, that's real talent right there. You know, all of these notable players, and then we've already mentioned Steve Young. Like, everybody is super high on Zach Wilson. Who's not high on Zach Wilson other than fans of Justin Fields? Coastal Carolina fans. Yes, okay. So Coastal Carolina fans and Ohio State fans are the biggest naysayers of Zach Wilson. What prominent football voice is like, nah, He's no good. Well, I, not, yeah, they're not going to say he's no he's good. A, he's a bust. Is anybody projecting Zach Wilson to be a bust other than Coastal fans and Ohio State fans being worse than Justin Fields? No. And we're only listening to one of those two. And we got kicked out of one of those states, so I'm not even sure we're listening to that one, right? Yeah, you no, know, it's all good, man. It's all good. And if you have Justin Fields above Zach, that's fine. Justin Fields was incredible. Like, he's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the, again, no issue with him being number six on Mel Kuyper's big board to Zach Wilson at number seven. I'm ecstatic about this whole process. All good. Okay, do you live cathartically through other teams in March Madness? Not as much as I used to. Uh, I think that once BYU is eliminated, there is a calloused feeling over my heart for a few weeks. But by I the just time, live constantly in that. Stage. By the time Gonzaga gets to the Final Four, then I'm kind of like re-emerging as a fan. Like, oh, come on, Zags. So do one, it this year. So the one time in heaven? You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, when, they get, sorry, when they get to the Elite Eight, the I elite should eight. say. Like, no, they I, go a ton. Yeah, I'm, awesome. enga- I'm engaged with the Zags being the West Coast Conference team, yeah. and I like Mark Few, and we have respect for their program, and I would love to see him win a national championship. So, yeah, yeah now, now I'm re-engaged, but for the first few weeks after BYU is out, I'm, there's this calloused feeling. It's like, ugh. When I was younger and didn't have a full-time job, 
I was way more engaged in the sure, whole process. Sure, and didn't have kids and responsibilities and yeah. a house. And so now it's like, I want to watch all these games, but it's like, you know what we did last week? Nine games on BYU TV. Yeah. You and I did a game yep. together. Yes. Um, no, I, I, I lived through Gonzaga, but that's kind of it. I lived through the Cinderella's a little bit. Like, it's fun when... Loyola Chicago went to the front four. I was paying attention to Oral and, Roberts. Yeah. And I wanted yeah, them to win their Sweet 16. Yeah, verbal game. bobs, the whole deal. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. All right, Jerem. BYU women's volleyball in their final two regular season matches starting today. You are calling them on BYU TV's app. I didn't know that. Uh-oh. Are the Cougars playing for more than a West Coast Conference championship this week? Yes. So it's a 48-team tournament, which is one of the stupidest things ever. Uh, it should be 64. There's no reason it shouldn't be. Uh, they called it early. And the top 16 seeds get a bye. So BYU hoping to be one of those teams that gets a bye because they're into the round of 32 automatically. Ooh. So, yes, they're playing for more than a WCC title. Yeah. Listen, the first item that they want to accomplish is always a West Coast Conference championship. But hand-in-hand hand with that is a first-round bye now. So they're ranked number 14. You would think that if they handle their business, they would be a first-round bye, right? One metric. So who knows? I yeah, don't know. That's the, that's the danger of it, right? Yeah. It's one metric. Beware that, the one And the one metric told us that BYU thing. women's basketball wasn't going to get in the tournament. And they yeah. did. And won a game one, and almost went to the Sweet 16. One guy saying one thing. Be careful. Again, Moses and Joseph Smith, only two guys I believe okay. in that situation. And, and the team they almost beat is now in the final four of the women's tournament. Arizona, that's right. Okay, uh, BYU soccer ranked 16th, but projected seven seed in the NCAA tournament. Is that too low? Yes. A seven seed? Chris Henderson does a great job covering NCAA women's soccer, and I appreciate that he does projections. But he has Santa Clara as a two seed. Santa Clara escaped from Pro Bowl in the last minute. They beat Pepperdine 4-3 to three in overtime. I know that those are quality wins, but the disparity between two seed and seven seed from Santa Clara to BYU feels way too big. BYU went on the road and played one goal games with USC and UCLA. One of those went into OT as well. So I don't strength the schedule. I don't see why this is a thing. Yeah, I, no. BYU they need should to be, be a like four a four or five seed. Yeah, BYU should be like four or five. Yes. All right. Uh, Jerem, a little bit of sobering news to close out this block. I mean, this this was a tough one to swallow yesterday uh, when we learned about Tui Crichton, former BYU football player, yeah. unexpectedly passing away. And understandably, um, it, this made waves on social media. Yeah, it was a, it was a heart attack, uh, unfortunately, for Tui. We got to know him when he was a player at Timpview, and you and I covered Timpview and Provo and I Provo. So we got to know Tui. Super fun-loving guy. Came to uh, BYU. Of course, his uh, family runs a restaurant in Provo, uh, you know, Polynesian food that we've been to a million times. We love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Tui uh, passed away yesterday. And you, you saw the reaction from a lot of former BYU athletes and coaches that, uh, you know, it came out of the blue. But re- really, really fun guy. Could dance, could sing, like uber talented. Smile. Always fun to be just around. absolutely you know. lit up the room. Yeah. So, yeah, this one, this one's tough Bummer. Uh, for us here in Studio B and understandably for the Crichton family and for the entire BYU Athletics family. Tui was uh, a guy that just knew how to make people smile and laugh Yep, I loved, fun. I loved going to Sweets and getting some, uh, some good food and seeing Tui and saying hi, so we'll miss him. In loving memory of Tui Crichton, we'll be back with more on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sin right now, Keith Solano recaps triple header in Provo. Check it out on BYU Sin Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from the studio Bizzle. It is time we play Big Deal, No Deal. 
Big deal. No deal. Presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU basketball has another significant piece in the transfer portal, notably Connor Harding. We learned last week that Jesse Wade has also put his name in the transfer portal, though Wade hasn't entirely closed the door on the prospect of coming back to BYU. Jerem, is this big deal or no deal that Connor Harding is joining Jesse Wade in the transfer portal? I thought that Connor Harding would be a real integral piece of what BYU did the last couple of years. And he has. It's just not in the same way I think some of us thought and what I thought. I thought he could be an all-conference type of guy. It hasn't worked out that way through his junior year. Granted, he still has two more years to play if he wants, but uh, obviously it's, the, it's not a great fit for him. I'm wondering if that has to do with uh, just straight playing time or whatever. Uh, hard to know, and no one's going to say, I'm unhappy and here's why, and just a laundry list of things, right? <laughs> you don't want to, like, burn a bridge or be mean. Connor Harding's a good dude, and to, to me it's a big deal because I thought he was a great glue piece on this team. I thought he was great culturally, good defender, could knock down some threes. Unfortunately, he didn't turn into that, like, double-digit score. He was given the opportunity at the beginning of this year to be a starter. To, to level up. For whatever reason, it didn't work out. And hoping for the best for him. It is interesting, Spencer, because it's why Paisley is a star yep. on the women's basketball team. And so, she's coming back for another season. So is it Connor Harding to Utah Valley, to, I don't know, To Utah, Craig Smith Utah and State, the University of Utah? Weber State. Like, who knows? Who knows? Uh, it's UVU versus the field, typically, when there's a transfer from BYU, it feels like. Like, half of them go, you know, just stay in the same spot, go to UVU. But... Not always. So I don't, I don't know. But I do think it is a big deal. Not because of his produ- His loss of production is not a big deal. It's no deal. But the, the culture and the glue guy mentality there and best locker room in America thing, yes, I think that is a big deal. Yeah, I think this is a big deal because of BYU, the fact that BYU is already losing Brandon Averett um, on, on the guard line. Now Jesse Wade's gone. Now, Connor yeah, Harding is gone. Lot, so, again, production, not a big loss, but as a guy in the group. Like, who are the guards that are coming back for BYU? We're not sure on Alex Barcelo. So, there is yeah. Trevin Nell. There's Trey Stewart off a of mission. Trevin Nell. There's Hunter Erickson. <laughs> Trevin Nell. Spencer Johnson. Okay, Spencer Johnson is a guy that plays on the wing as a three. Yep. Who's going to be the two guard? Like, I looked yep. at Connor and thought, okay, he's a guy that could play the two or the three. Uh, Dallin Hall, you are hereby called to come back and play guard for BYU. <laughs> who's, who's, this is why it's concerning for me. Is like the guard depth is just yes. a big it, question mark you guys now. Got to get, I think, two transfers. Now two. Back. Yeah. Right? With and and like, if you follow on social, you kind of see the activity that's happening um, with, with potential transfers. But, yeah, the transfer portal is open. Let's not be shocked, too, if this is the last transfer that leaves from BYU. I'm not inferring any information that I know. We live in a different day and age. We live in a different day and age. Like, I know that, you know, guys that played in the 80s and 90s are like, oh, whatever happened to grit and determination and fighting through adversity? Will you you sing that, like, what show was it on TGF? Whatever happened to grit (laughs) intensity? (laughs) What happened to that? Like, I I, I understand, like, but it's a different mentality. We live in a right now scenario in 2021. You know, it's, like, give me, give me, give me. I want, I want it right now. It's business. It's business. You are hired to perform a skill. So why the coaches can live. Like, yes, you know, and the transfer, the, yeah. the transfer portal wasn't nearly as prominent 
1996 as it was. It didn't exist. Exactly. It wasn't even there. It's something out of Star Trek that came through the multiverse in an alternate timeline somewhere. There was no ability to swipe right or swipe left on a transfer in the transfer portal for all of these coaches. So put your name out there. Like if, if there's great interest and there's a good fit, I totally support and understand this. But I think it's a big deal for BYU basketball because the guard depth is already struggling. Yeah, like, I, I am concerned about it. Like, very concerned. Uh, who's? It's not just point guard, too. It's like, and, and frankly, I think that's something that was missing from this year's team. And we saw it. BYU couldn't match up with UCLA on the guard line. BYU is just a little small. Um, BYU ran with two quick guards but didn't take advantage of that quickness, right, with A, B, and B, A. So who's gonna, BYU going to get? That's the exciting part. Mark Pope and Chris Burgess and Nick Robinson and Cody Figure are going to get. I'm guessing they'll get like two transfers that they, matter. They'll and figure guards. it out. Hopefully, but one they of those, need to be able to play right away, though. Hopefully, we, we one of those transfers is Alex Barcelo. Right. Alex Barcelo coming back takes away a huge void and the need to still need one. But you need one. Still need one but more. St- hey, and it's got to be like a. To me, it's got to be like a double-digit score. Who's replacing Brandon Averett's production as the second-leading scorer on this team? Alex Barcelo, then who? Trevin Nell's like, Trevin me! Nell, okay, Trevin He's like, Nell. raising him, me! Okay, so Alex Barcelo, Trevin Nell, Gideon George, Caleb Lohner, and Richard, Gavin Baxter or Richard, Richard Harward. Harward. Like, again, we went through starting the starting five, five but who are, how are they going to bolster that? What, what's behind Spencer Johnson? May, and maybe BYU goes, listen, we're going to get somebody else, but Trevin and Spencer, we need you to mm, raise your game. And that Spencer is you. You need to suit up need, for the coach. I do need to raise my game. <laughs> Not so much in basketball, but in several other aspects in, in, of life. In, we all do in life. Yes. Okay, coming up, the top five throws from Zach Wilson's Pro Day. And a rising shout-out to a cancer survivor and an up-and-coming announcer. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation's Rising Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Time for Top 5 Tuesday, presented by Delta Airlines. Today, we rewind to Pro Day and visit the Top 5 Zach Wilson throws against Air. Yes, he was awesome. Number 5. Wilson runs a play-action pass, throws it off his back foot while moving the opposite way to Matt Bushman. Perfectly placed about 30 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. At number four, Wilson again moving in the opposite direction. We like to show these across-the-body throws, don't we? Mm. Launches it 40 yards to Aleve Hippo on a dime. Hippo takes it uh, right over his shoulder in front of the pylon. Touchdown! Number three. Zach Wilson off of one foot, on the run, across his body, seemingly 50 yards down the field to Micah Simon inside the 10. This this might have gotten uh, Micah Simon uh, along with his 40. The contract with the Panthers, which is pretty awesome. Congratulations to Micah Simon. That's great. Yeah, it's so cool. Good news for Micah taking advantage. At number two, Zach spins out to his left again, throws it while still moving to his left. Well, you know, cool. 60 yards down the field to a Levy Hifo. Throws it opposite 35-yard line all the way to the five. 
And Aleva had to slow down. That's how quick Aleva is on this. So, yeah, got out of Zach's hand slow a little bit. Zach, uh, uh, John Beck should not play D-line anymore, although he uh, rushed the quarterback pretty well there. And the number one throw from Zach Wilson. Yeah. It has three and a half million views on mm-hmm. Twitter from the one NFL tweet. 50 yards down the field. Again, this time to the in a, in a uh, post instead of a corner route to Aleva Hippo. And this made waves on social media. And it's the number one throw from Zach Wilson on Proto. Just in stride, his off-platform throwing ability, Patrick Mahomes-esque. Ah, it was a beautiful thing to watch. It was. It was poetry in motion. It was wonderful. Our question of the day about Zach Wilson, where's the better fit in the NFL? Is it with the New York Jets or the San Francisco 49ers? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Riley Shannon 11. That's like asking me which I should ha- what I should have for dinner tonight. Gas station sushi or a Ruth's Chris Filet? <laughs> Curious to hear the gas station sushi what? argument here. What? Wow. New York Jets gas station sushi? Uh, it's more that direction than we want to admit. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. And uh, I'm going to bring up something that happened with Taysom Hill. He was introduced as a speaker at Alder Security by a cancer survivor, 10-year-old Graham Shantz. Wrote the introduction himself. Yes, this is awesome, man. God, I mean, if you want to hear the full thing, go to our social media account. But Taysom was so impressed by it. I said, this is the greatest introduction I've ever received. This kid definitely has a future in announcing. He's like, yeah. six foot two, out of B White, the Swiss Army knife. He was Taysom awesome, dude. Hill. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, so. go, go to Taysom's Twitter. He, he posted it and uh, Instagram. So. Oh, Graham, what a cute kid. So glad that uh, he got through cancer. What an inspiration. And he's got the, got the Jays on. I mean, he's looking good, man. When, what, when was this? Friday night? Friday that, night. Friday night? Friday night. Okay. Yeah. All right. Our thanks to today's guest, Alex Rollins, NFL film analyst, uh, breaking down Zach Wilson. A lot of good stuff today. Already done this pivot. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on social media. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. And a shout-out to the Crichton family once again. We'll see you for BYU Women's Volleyball later today, 3 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs.